and turn in your Bibles to Daniel chapter 12. We're going to begin in a few minutes in verse 4 uh, and finish this evening with our study of the book of Daniel. Uh, the plan is to begin next Sunday evening with Second uh, Corinthians. That will be our next study on Sunday nights. Daniel is a book that for all of its, uh, its diversity in terms of its genre, its literature, uh, the, uh, the stories that we, we all feel like we can relate to because we've heard them since we were children if you were raised in the church, all the way out over to uh, stories that even to this day after perhaps studying many times we still find very difficult, very bizarre. Nonetheless, what is, is in and behind everything that we've seen in Daniel is the insistence that God is the one who raises up kings and kingdoms to serve his purpose. God is the one who tears down kings and kingdoms to serve his purpose. And moving throughout all of that history is his people that he is saving through and for himself. And we're going to find that that holds true this evening in Daniel chapter 12, these final verses. Uh, you may recall that the, the, the section of Daniel that we're in began in chapter 10. And it's been one long section, one long vision of Daniel and uh, revelation that he's receiving. And as we come to the end here, Daniel's going to be instructed to preserve the, the writing, preserve the vision that he has received. And there are going to be a couple of questions asked and answers given. So let's take a look. Let me read, or let me pray, and then we'll read God's Word this evening. Father, thank you for the ministry of Daniel. We thank you that in obedience to your instruction, he did indeed preserve these words, that by the work of your Spirit in the world and in the church, these words have been preserved, uh, that we are among those by your grace and mercy, not according to our own wisdom, but by your grace and mercy, we are among those who are counted wise in this passage as we look to your word and receive understanding and are made pure for the coming of Christ. Father, give us the comfort in the, the answers that you give to Daniel this evening as we await that coming end that's been ordained by you. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Hear the reading of God's word, Daniel 12, beginning in verse 4. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood, one on this bank of the stream and one on that bank of the stream. And someone said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream, How long shall it be till the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times, and half a time. And that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. I heard, but I did not understand. Then I said, O oh, my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. And from the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1,335 days. But go your way till the end, 
and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of the days. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, Well, I want to take this in three parts this evening and take a a fairly simple approach, though there are a couple of of strange things, difficulties in the text. Uh, Rather than a very formalized three points, I just want to walk through the text and draw out what's happening here and encourage you with this truth. First, I want to look at verse 4. He says, the angel speaking to Daniel, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Uh, Both parts of this verse are enigmatic. We we, we have to, to draw the truth out. It's not immediately obvious. It suggests when it says to shut up the words and seal the book that he's to keep it a secret. It's not the case at all. The meaning of these phrases is that he is to preserve the words, that they are to be preserved by Daniel and preserved by the church until Christ comes again. It says, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. It's difficult to know what to make of that, running to and fro and knowledge increasing. But what's being talked about in that particular phrase is that that the world, apart from God, the world that has rejected God will be anxious, running to and fro to try and find the truth, trying to find the information that they need and desire, and knowledge, a kind of knowledge, shall increase. They will, they will gain a great deal of knowledge, but by implication, they will not learn the knowledge of God. We actually uh, have some insight into this because a similar passage occurs in Amos 8.12. He says, They shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. What God is describing here for Daniel is a distinction between those who, who know God and trust God, who are trusting Christ, and looking to his word for knowledge, for wisdom, for understanding, and the world that rejects that knowledge, rejects that word, and will run to and fro frantic to find a, def- a different word. They, they may know the word inasmuch as they know that the, the word of God declares judgment against sin, but they don't like that word, and they'll go looking for another E.J. Young, uh, professor at Westminster Seminary uh, in the mid-20th century, wrote this. He says, The written revelation of God is in the world, but men heed it not. Instead, they look for knowledge where it is not to be found. That's the gist of what's being described here, and it characterizes the, the whole period between Daniel's day and the coming of Christ, both the first and the second coming of Christ. It's true uh, today, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't usually go looking carefully for pop culture references, but uh, I couldn't help notice that this week Elon Musk announced the start of a new company as if the, the, he needs another company, right? He's starting a new company called XAI. The stated purpose of the company is to find the truth, the meaning in life, uh, and, uh, and AI is going to do that for us. Do you, do you feel the, the to and fro, the, the frantic running, the grasping at anything to try and find the truth? It's not because they've never heard of God's word or never heard God's word. It's because they will not hear God's word. They will not accept it. 
They have tried it and found it wanting. They do not believe it, and they have moved on. In the absence of that, they will look anywhere for God's word. Listen, Christian, this is, this is what is true of us. We are those who have the word of God, the spirit of God living in us, which looks to the word of God and interprets the word of God for us. This is why, you know, we do this. This is why when we gather on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings, we open up God's word and we look to see what God's word has to say. We don't run to and fro trying to find the truth that we desperately need, but we find that truth in his word. And that is wisdom. Wisdom, the beginning of knowledge, right, is the fear of God according to the Proverbs. The word of God is never diminished. The word of God is never out of date. The word of God never fails to, to speak to what is needed in the world. We've talked about it before, the shorter catechism, right? It says that the word of God, the scriptures, principally teach what man is to believe concerning God and what duty God requires of man. And under that heading of what man is to believe concerning God, we are to look to his word to understand what he is doing in the world what he has done, what he is doing now, and what he will do. And God, in his grace and mercy, in books like Daniel, gives us some insight into what it is that God is doing in the world. This means that the value of God's word does not diminish. We are to be a people of the book. This is what sets us apart. We see the same kind of language uh, in the, uh, the final. There's kind of three sections here that we read this evening. Uh, verse 4, verses 5 through 7, and verses 8 through 13. And in 8 through 13, we see uh, some of this as well. He says in verse 9, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. Why? How? The implication is that these are those who will look into the words of this book. And in doing so, by the power of the Spirit and the work of the Spirit in our hearts and minds, we come to an understanding of who God is and what God is doing in the world. And so my encouragement to you is to recognize the difference between running to and fro in the world, seeking knowledge anywhere but God's Word, and instead putting your confidence and your trust in the Word that God has spoken in order to understand the world in which we live and the work that God is doing in the world and how that work will come to a conclusion. Looking at verses 5 through 7, we get the first question that we find in the passage tonight. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood, one on this bank of the stream and one on that bank of the stream. And someone said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream, How long shall it be till the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times, and half a time, and that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. The cry, how long, is an ancient cry among the people of God, isn't it? We find it in the Psalms going all the way back to David at least. Uh, Job, which is actually uh, a, from the patriarch, the period of the patriarchs, that is Genesis. Uh, Job cries out, how long? 
Uh, it's a lament, it's a cry that expresses both trouble and confidence because it's a cry made to God who ordains all things. One of these angels cries out to the man clothed in linen who I, I believe is a pre-incarnate Christ. He cries out, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And there are two parts to the answer that is given. Uh, the first is, uh, is to swear with both hands. We, we see uh, at times in ancient literature the raising of one hand to swear. Here both hands are raised and the gaze is turned towards heaven and it is sworn that it will be time, a time, times, and half a time. A lot of ink has been spilled trying to interpret a time, times, and half a time. The most popular view among evangelicals uh, who hold to what's called dispensational theology is that this is three and a half years, part of the seven-year tribulation. I'm not going to get into a polemic tonight for or against that. Uh, I am going to tell you I don't agree with that interpretation. What we find here in the expression of time, times, and half a time is several truths. First, that the time is set. Uh, it has been ordained. Like the example I gave with the kids tonight, it's the difference between there are four hours and 37 minutes left in the trip, and it's going to be a long trip. Find a way to stay occupied, right? Uh, God has determined the time. The answer to the question is, there is a particular answer, and God has not only, he not only knows the answer, he has determined the answer, and you are to trust God. The other thing we see in the expression is this half a time, which almost certainly is intended to communicate that the time will be cut short. There's a great deal of suffering for the people of God described in Daniel's visions. Not just in Daniel's visions, but elsewhere in Scripture. The people of God were told by Christ himself, right? If they have treated the master of the house this way, don't expect to be treated any better by the servants. And how did they treat the master of the house? They killed him. They took the son of the vineyard owner out and they murdered him. There is suffering ordained for the people of God. But what we see in the time, times, and half a time, the half a time suggests, as is said explicitly elsewhere, it will be cut short. It will not be allowed to run indefinitely against the people of God, the world persecuting God's people, but He has determined a time when it will come to an end. And from the world's perspective, it will be cut short. They won't be done persecuting us. They won't be done hating the people of God because they hate God. And yet God will bring it to an end. How long shall it be till the end of these wonders? Brothers and sisters, God has determined the time and he calls us to trust him. We're going to see the same truth in the, the last section of the text this evening. He's called us to trust him. And it's not just a, a cold, blind call to trust, but he suggests to us, reminds us once again that he knows. He knows of our suffering, and he loves us, and he will intervene on our behalf. Look at the, the final verse, verse 7, and, and towards the end of the verse, he says, And that, when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. There are dark days ordained 
for the church. In fact, the most glorious day ever for the church will be the second coming of Christ, and it will occur on the darkest day that the church has ever seen. The shattering of the power of the holy people will come to an end. And this is when God will intervene once again in in the most powerful, glorious, and miraculous way in history. And, And not only all of the terrible things will come to an end, but all of the wonderful promises will be fulfilled. We as the people of God, weak as we are, fallen, sinful, at war with the flesh, are inclined in the dark days to begin thinking to ourselves and perhaps even saying out loud, where is God? Are all the nice things we hear on Sunday just a bunch of lies? Is it all just a a psychological rubber or a a band-aid to make us feel better? Where is God? Does he not care? Does he not love? Is he not all-powerful? What's wrong with God that he won't answer, that he won't intervene? We need to remember this passage and so many other places in Scripture where God tells us there are going to be dark days for the church. But he also says that Jesus is the light. He's given us his Son, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. We carry that light with us, the truth of who he is and what he's done, and we're called to take that light to the world. Don't be surprised when you suffer for the sake of the gospel. We've been told that suffering is ordained and there's even a terrible day coming for the people of God. Finally this evening, let's look at the last few verses, beginning in verse 8. Uh, and this is, is honestly my favorite part of this evening's text. Daniel says, I heard, but I did not understand. Uh, we can't, can't find fault with him here, can we? Uh, we've heard, but we're not entirely sure we understand either. He says to God, oh my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He, he, he's still struggling to understand the details and particularly what it will look like in detail in the end, what does it look like when it's all finished and God does not give Daniel the answer he's looking for? He says, go your way, Daniel. That's enough. I'm not going to answer that question for you the way you want it to be answered. For the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. What, what you've received is what you are going to get. You, Daniel, don't understand, but in the words that follow here, I'm going to read them again, the implication is there are people, my people, coming in history, and they will understand. They will need to understand, and because of your words and the circumstances in which they find themselves, they will be able to understand. Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined. That's not a spa day right? That comes through fire. That comes through suffering. Many 
shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. Daniel says, I don't understand. God says, in the future, none of the wicked will either, Daniel, but those who are wise shall understand. We, we are a part of the fulfillment of that, that, that truth given to Daniel. There are things we understand about the work of God in the world, about what he has done and is doing that Daniel couldn't have anticipated or understood. It's been given to us to understand. We understand not because we are a particularly wise generation in ourselves, because we've worked harder at understanding than anyone else, but because when we were dead in our trespasses and sins and enemies of God, He sent His Son who died for us and gave His Spirit to us and raised us from the dead, spiritually speaking, so that we have life and understanding. The answer includes this detail here that commentators argue about, but I'm with uh, the majority of the commentators in believing that these 100, or 1,290 days, 1,335 days uh, are not to necessarily be strictly interpreted, turned into months, uh, perhaps. They refer to some of that. We, in the last time we were together, we talked about all of the crazy historical detail in the vision here in these chapters 10, 11, and 12 and how it refers to Antiochus Epiphanes and the transition from the Persians to the Greeks to the Romans and anticipates all of that in great detail. And Antiochus Epiphanes, remember, goes to war against the people of God, uh, desecrates the temple, turns it into a place of pagan worship. These days probably have immediate uh, reference to that specific historical event, but all of that with Antiochus Epiphanes and the Uh, the desecration of the temple, all of that is foreshadowing a period that is coming at the end of days when God's people will suffer for a period in particular. And so it anticipates this. And how does it anticipate it? Look at what it says. From the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away and the abomination of desolation that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1,335 days. The, the All at once together in these words are a, an instruction that suffering is coming and an encouragement to endure the suffering, not only to the end but beyond the end of that suffering. And look at how he closes. Now, and, and I want to focus on the deeply personal aspect of this closing statement. You remember earlier, the angel said to Daniel, you are, are deeply loved. You are beloved of God. And look at how he speaks to Daniel now. But go your way till the end, and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of days. Daniel's concerned. He wants to understand. He wants to understand because the message has to do with his people, and he worries about his people. And he worries about the suffering that his people will experience. And God's answer to him is, Daniel, you don't need to worry about this. Your role, your calling is to receive this revelation and preserve it. 
and you will go your way. But on the last day, I'll tell you this, Daniel. Having rested, you will stand in your allotted place at the end of days. Now, on the one hand, I find myself thinking that right there has got to be the greatest temporal gift anybody could be given. To hear from Christ himself, Daniel, you're going you're gonna to sleep for a while. You don't worry about this anymore. I'll see you again. I've got a spot. There's a little piece of tape like at a wedding rehearsal. Uh, you've got a spot that you'll be standing. I know where that spot is, and I'll see you when you get to that spot. And, and there is something truly, deeply profound about the opportunity Daniel has to hear those words from Christ. And yet, brothers and sisters, we as good as have those words ourselves. God has said, I have ordained all things. Everything will fall out according to what I have ordained. And nothing will happen that I have not ordained. And a lot of it's going to include you, brothers, you, sisters, and you're going to suffer, and there's going to be turmoil, and I'm going to raise kings up, and I'm going to tear kings down, and there's all kinds of things you wouldn't believe if I told you about what I'm going to do between now and the end of history, and even in that very end itself. But listen, you, take up the words I've given you. Trust these words. Believe these words. A day's coming probably when we will rest for a bit. But if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone for your salvation, if you're acknowledging that you are a sinner and that your only hope is the finished work of Jesus Christ, if you're grieving and hating that sin, repenting of it, tired of repenting of it, looking forward to the day that Christ returns, Christ says to us in His Word, I go to prepare a place for you. That is your promise. We've not heard an audible voice the way Daniel does here, but we have the Word of Christ to us that we have an allotted place on the final day. And that's our comfort, and that's how we live between now and the time that the Lord takes us or Christ returns. We live as those who are wise because we have the words of God with the Spirit of God living in us, and we we are going to rest in the promise that we have a place there on the allotted, uh, an allotted place on that final day. Let's pray.